Welcome to another episode of Sideways, The Life of Wine. As you'd expect on a podcast where we discuss wine, movies, book publishing, all sorts of things, there will be some swearing, there will be some cussing, which means we're obviously having discussions which contain adult themes. Hi everyone, hi Yui, welcome to The Life of Wine. My name is Rex Pickett and I'm the author of Sideways and two sequels, Vertical and Sideways 3 Chile. I have a brand new novel out titled The Archivist. We're going to be talking about wine and literature and cinema and culture, art, or anything that just uh, we digress into. We're going to just let it all hang out on this podcast, and we're going to bear our souls, aren't we, Yui? We sure are, X. Hi, I'm Yusuf. I'm known as Yui, and I'm going to be the person who is going to interview Rex and extract as much information as we can out of his head about wine. I'm a fanboy, and uh, I've been a fan of Sideways the movie and the books for years, so it's a pleasure for me to uh, work with Rex on this uh, podcast. In my face, my life imploded in disgrace. Hi Rex, um, when we were chatting before about some ideas for, for topics for us to talk about, one of them that you raised was the explosion of wine tasting um, in recent years. And it got me thinking about the first time I went wine tasting and I can go back to the mid 80s um, and getting to know a friend of mine who was a bit of a wine uh, connoisseur at, at a young age, we were in our, we our mid 20s. And she took me back to her home where she lived in Newcastle, which is the Hunter Valley wine district. And she knew a few wineries and we went there and, uh, and, and, and tasted some wines. And I remember it being free. I remember it being exciting. Um, something triggered inside me and I, uh, and I grew to love wine um, from that. Um, but what you're saying is that there's been an explosion of wine tasting more recently or... Uh, or, or, or what is it about that? What, how do you define the word explosion? What do you mean by an explosion of wine tasting? And maybe you could recall to us maybe doing wine tasting before Sideways the movie. I don't know. Over to you. Yeah, I mean, uh, at the risk of immodesty, um, there is no question that since Sideways came out and it was a huge phenomenon and was particularly a huge phenomenon in the wine world, is that it, the movie romanticized and made fun wine tasting. Wine tasting does not exist in Europe. Even to this day, you have to make appointments to go to wineries. It really started in the Napa Valley in the 60s, the trade, so restaurant, restaurateurs and wine shops, small boutique wine shops, they would go up and have an appointment at a winery, taste the wines and maybe buy a case mm. and drive home. And they thought, well, my God, it's beautiful up here. I'm gonna take up some friends. Well, the winery owner said, well, maybe we should have a little spot for them, not just bring them into the barrel room. So they opened a little shack. Sometimes it literally is a shack or a shed. And then they would have the tasting menu there. Mm. And the next thing you know, it had kind of reversed. You know, the trade, the restaurateurs and the, um, you know, the boutique wine shop people who were going up there to taste the wines at the source were now coming up to just go wine tasting. And then flash forward and you have, before Sideways, you have the Silverado Trail, which is famous. You know, wine tasting here, winery here, one after another after another. But in the San Inez Valley, where Sideways is set, 
which is wine tasting. I would there were very few wineries then. A lot of them didn't even have wine tasting. The ones that did were from one to four o'clock. Cut to, fast forward to today, the tiny little town of Los Olivos with the famous Merlot scene at the Los Olivos Cafe used to have three tasting rooms because a lot of wineries don't have a winery. They make out of their wine out of a, a warehouse and, and, they, and they buy grapes from somewhere else. They now have 50 tasting rooms in Los Olivos. It is wow. a shameless red light district of tasting rooms. <laughs> I mean, seriously, Yui. And um, so take, uh, I'm, I live down here in Del Mar. So just northeast of me is the wine region of Temecula. It's not a famous wine region. There's, it is the number two tourist destination in all of Southern California, which is 25 million people next to Disneyland. Next, and, and the reason is, there's, the reason is wine tasting, bachelorette parties. And a lot of people, the wine, the, the tasting rooms now are open at nine in the morning. They go to but eight. Rex, before we go on, what was the name of that region you said just up the road from you? Temecula. I didn't, I didn't. Temecula. C could you spell that? T-E-M-E-C-U-L-A. Wow. So it's, it's actually a town, and but there is a wine region there, and they used to have, only have 15 wineries. They now have over 200. So if you're in the Southern California area and you want to go up and have a sideways experience, you're, you're looking at an overnight trip. But in right. one hour, you can be tasting wines. And a lot of people, there's a lot of things that have really changed. They don't go from one winery to the next, which Rex did, which Miles did in Sideways. They'll go to one, <laughs> one place and just stay there with their friends. And, and, and in fact, if you want to know the truth, even though Sideways appears to be kind of a buddy-buddy comedy, women have embraced it even more than men, I think. Oh, yeah, w w without a doubt. So many of my female friends rate um, Sideways as one of their favorite movies. Well, I mean, absolutely. you know, men, uh, a lot of them are saying, you know, uh, I think I'll stay home and watch the soccer match or, or whatever it is and uh, or play video games. And the women want to go down and, you know, uh, go out and let, let their hair down and yep. you know talk or whatever in fact just south of me in san diego's valle de guadalupe from tijuana to ensenada there are over 200 wineries there and it is a major tourist destination and it's all about wine tasting so there's something what i discovered way back when but especially in the 90s was you go to this bucolic beautiful place you get out of your car you hear birds it's just pure nature i mean that in itself is a swaging of your of your psyche and then you go in and you're tasting high-end wines and back then you'd go into the tasting rooms there'd be nobody in there I mean and, and it was free now of course it's not free anymore this is part of the explosion there's the five dollar tasting there's the ten there's the twenty now there's the the wine club members go to a special spot they take you over yeah, where they have special yeah. sofas yeah. not it not, not back so it started with the trade and it started in california wine tasting mm. did and it's now become a major source of income for most of these wineries especially the small well, ones in New Zealand, I've noticed that when you pay your five dollars or your ten dollars for your tasting, if you're prepared to buy a bottle, they'll deduct that from the bottle price. Right. Well, Do they they, they, do felt, the they felt they felt the wineries felt guilty about charging you five dollars in the early days, so they gave you a glass with their logo on the glass. They don't feel guilty anymore. I, in fact, in Sonoma, fast forward <laughs> to like just three years ago, at a high-end winery, there were four people who made reservations. Now you have to make reservations to go. They paid a hundred dollars each to have four wines one ounce each that they got a whole lecture they got a video thing so you talk about the explosion is is now it's become like a, a an entertainment event it used to be just you shambled in and yep. they, li they lined them up and you taste through the wines maybe you bought a bottle maybe you bought a hat or a corkscrew and you went out you know
Yeah, yeah. Now in the in the region that sideways was set in, that's Santa Inez, right? That's the Santa Inez region. The Santa Inez Valley um, or the Valley, yeah. yeah. So you've got you've got clear evidence and hard evidence that that whole wine tasting took off after. Are the you movie. kidding There's me? No Los Olivos yeah. is a town of two blocks by two blocks, literally two blocks by, and it had just a lot of hobby stores, and there were three tasting rooms there, and they were there for for years, whatever. There are now fifty. Wow. Went from three to fifty overnight, you know. Yeah. So you know, a lot of people just go to Los Olivos and they never leave. You don't have to leave. It wasn't the wine tasting that you, if you read my novel Sideways or even, or watch the movie, they go from winery to winery. They're they're driving. That's that's what yeah. wine tasting used to be. It's not that way anymore. It is a yeah. it is unbelievably exploded. And it's been a huge huge source of revenue for the especially the small wineries. In fact, most wineries that make under a certain number of bottles. They seventy percent of their revenue is is through the tasting room, and because uh, you know people go in there and they uh, you know their wallet gets liberated by a, a few drinks, you know, <laughs> liberated, and then, and, and, yeah, liberated, liberated, yeah, well, liberated, lubricated, yeah, and yeah. Um, and so and and the most you'll pay for a bottle of wine is at the winery, is at the tasting room. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, so. So the movie came out in 2004, 2005 for us in New Zealand. Um, this big explosion in wine tasting. Do you see that fashion? Do you see it as a fashion? Do you see it as something that's a trend that's going to pass? Or do you see this going into well, the future? Well, a lot of people thought that it was. Up in the San Inez Valley, they thought, oh, this is only going to last a year. This is only going to last two years. Oh, no, it's grown. And, and here's the reason why. You're in L.A., which is a, a horrible city. It's, it's a barbarously ugly city with gridlock traffic. And you get in your car on a Saturday morning and say, you know, let's, you know you've had a hard week, people yelling at you. And, and literally, and this is what I discovered, it's in my novel, within an hour and a half, you're in Santa Barbara. You go over the hill just like Jack and Miles did in the movie. And you're in this, it, it still is unchanged. It, it's, it's still been low growth. And, and in two hours, you can just relax and let your hair down and go into these tasting rooms. And I, and I, you know, the sad side is, is it used to be that, that people went wine tasting back in the 60s and they were very serious about the wine tasting and the winemakers were very serious and they talked about the wine and did they do, you know, I don't know, a whole cluster, you know, fermentation or whatever, you know, they get into, now they just go in and they just want to, drink and hear some, but no, I have not seen a, uh, a diminution of this at all. It, it is, okay. it has grown and is, um, it, it's, yeah. it, it's not going away. But one of the questions you asked out loud when we were discussing the topic, is it about wine tasting anymore? So you've sort of answered that question. What you're saying is it's gone from being a very um, serious, sniffy, snobby, um, exercise in wine maybe back in the 60s to now basically people just going in there to drink and eat and, and be merry. Um, do, do you see a middle space? Do you still well, see no, I, I, I No, I think yeah. there are people who still go, and, and bear in mind there's different wineries too. There's ones where the wines aren't that serious. No, I think there are people who are still interested in that, and there are smaller tasting rooms if you want to seek them out. But the real explosion with, you know, bachelorette parties and, and you know, and big groups that show up in a limousine and they all you know tumble out or whatever they're not there to do any kind of serious tasting but they you know they just think that going wine tasting is is entertaining it's a fun thing to do i mean and and i think people, it is fun it, it just it it's fun. just a, it's a you're driving through beautiful countryside you know you would yeah. never have this with distillates or beer hey let's go see the the wheat fields or the barley fields, you know what I mean? You know, or let's go see that potato farm where they're making the vodka and then sip some. I mean, but vineyards are beautiful. 
Yeah. You know, even in the winter, because they're a deciduous plant, you know, they lose they lose their leafage. You know, they there's it's still beautiful. It has a kind of an austerity and a beauty. And you go into a tasting room and and, and just the smells of the barrels and everything. Yeah. It's it's. Uh, I, I wonder it's because maybe the grapes were always close to home. I think um, no matter what civilization, the grapes were grown close to the house. The barrels were kept near the house. So there might be something about the fact that wine's always been close to us. Um, you know, and therefore we're comfortable uh, with the vineyards around us as opposed to staring at wheat fields and potato fields and, and so on. It, yeah, right. It's it's not, uh, there are vast vineyards, but not like vast barley fields or wheat fields or whatever. Yeah. But but I think it is. it did start with a lot of small wineries in, in France, let's face it. we If you want to yep. go to wine, it didn't start there. I think it started in, you know, I don't, I don't know, somewhere in the Middle East actually, but... Um, but I'll climb that. I'll climb that one. Yeah. No, okay. <laughs> but but clearly France has been doing wine for you know o- over a thousand years, and and they've really gotten really yeah. you know great at it. And they're small now. Of course, corporations and rich people have come in and bought the big chateaus. But wine tasting is more popular than it's ever been. Yui, it really is. Yeah. And, well, and, I'm and, looking and a lot of yeah. and and I had a wine uh, a winemaker in Temecula. I said, well, what do you attribute it to? And he goes, Rex, are you kidding me? It's all your movie. So those were his words, not mine. It's no, no, more no, popular than yeah. ever, and it has not. It's not a fad. It's it hasn't gone away. It's, in fact, there are a lot of people who go wine tasting and don't even realize when they're saying some stuff about Merlot, they don't even know the origin of it because they never saw the movie, but they yeah. know that it's just in there. It, it's just hip to go wine tasting. Yeah, that's no, fantastic. Well, um, I'm looking forward to you coming to New Zealand soon, and and for us doing some wine tasting over eight different regions within New Zealand. So, um, do, you, do you have the, here, do you have the same uh, tradition of there's a sign, wine tasting, and then with an arrow pointing, open nine to five. Do you have that tradition? Yeah. Okay, yeah, great. It's there. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, what I've heard from you today is that wine tasting started in the States, and it, it feels to me, after being raised in Australia and now living in New Zealand, that both countries have adopted and copied uh, that, uh, that yeah. approach. So, I'm, I'm, uh, looking for, I'm looking forward to coming down there. Yeah, okay. Thanks, Rex. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of Sideways, The Life of Wine. Both Rex and I hope you enjoyed it. We hope you enjoyed it so much that you'll share this with your friends and go online and rate this podcast. If you have a question for Rex related to the movie, the books, his latest book, anything to do with wine actually, please drop us a line to wine at 158.co.nz. That's wine at 158.co.nz. They want to drink Merlot. We're drinking Merlot. No, if anyone orders Merlot, I'm leaving. I am not drinking any fucking Merlot. No fucking Merlot. No fucking Merlot. No matter how low we go. No fucking Merlot. This podcast is a 158 production.